Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. Hello, friends. Welcome to Bible Truth for Living. This is Pastor Tim Reynolds. We thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're listening by radio, I would like to give you a personal invitation to attend a special service today at Mount Vernon Baptist Temple. We're honored to have Evangelist Tim Lee. Uh, Tim Lee is originally from uh, McLeansboro and travels the nation uh, preaching at different churches, uh, Marine bases. Tim is a former uh, Marine who lost his legs in Vietnam, but God used it to call him into full-time ministry. And uh, we're just honored to have Brother Tim Lee with us today. So if you uh, do not have a home church, we invite you to come out at 10 o'clock this morning to Mount Vernon Baptist Temple. We're located at 817 Woodland Drive here in Mount Vernon. Our phone number is 618-244-5404. You can find us on the internet at mountvernonbaptisttemple.com. We'd love to have you today. Again, Evangelist Tim Lee, 10 o'clock this morning at Mount Vernon Baptist Temple. Today's message I've titled, Dare to Dream. I'm in Genesis chapter 37, and we'll begin in verse 3. The Bible says, Now Israel, or Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him because, and rather, uh, they could not speak peaceably unto him. So because uh, their father showed preferential treatment to little brother, the other brothers hated him. Verse 5 says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. means they, they bowed down to, to his. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. Behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. Well, this past week we honored the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Martin Luther King gave over 2,500 public speeches in his short 39 years of life. Now, that's a lot of speeches. When you count that up, that is more than one speech every day, every year, for over seven years. Out of all of those speeches, though, you're probably familiar with only one. That is his I Have a Dream speech. It was given on August the 28th, 1963, surrounding the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. Over 200,000 people were in attendance that day, but one of the greatest speeches in U.S. history, this I Have a Dream speech, was not without its challenges. For example, almost no one in attendance could clearly hear the speech because the newly acquired sound system had been sabotaged the night before and a replacement system was brought in last minute. Also, Dr. King almost did not give the I Have a Dream part of his speech. 
About halfway through it, uh, he spoke as he spoke from manuscript, singer Mahalia Jackson yelled out, tell them about the dream. And that is when he went into the improvised section of his speech, which included uh, his famous line, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That was a great speech. Now, in the text that we're looking at today, we are introduced to a young man named Joseph, who was known to be a dreamer. His brothers called him a dreamer, not as a term of endearment, but as a term of envy. Uh, There in verse uh, 10, the Bible tells us, or verse 11 rather, his brothers envied him. And when you look down at verse 11, the Bible says, when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him or kill him. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. They didn't like their dreamy little brother. Now, we're going to use the background of Joseph's life to learn about God-given dreams. Today, we're just going to look at one main point. I'll bring the second part of this in a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks. Today, we're going to begin with an overview of dreams. Let's, let's look at a secular overview. There are two types or two categories of dreams when we think about dreaming. There are dreams when we are asleep. Scientists have studied dreams, why we have dreams, and what dreams mean for thousands of years. According to Forbes Health magazine, the five most common dreams that people have are falling. Uh, If you've ever dreamed of falling, you know, you you wake up just before you hit the ground. Uh, Being chased, trying to run. Sometimes it's hard to run. You can't seem to get your feet going. Uh, The third type of, of common dream is losing your teeth. Uh, Number four is infidelity, uh, your spouse being unfaithful. And the other one is showing up in public without uh, an article of clothing on. And so those are the five most common dreams that people have. And then there are recurring dreams, those dreams that we may have over and over consecutively. There are daydreams. Uh, maybe you daydreamed in school. Remember when the teacher called on you and you were in what we call la-la land. You weren't paying attention. Maybe you dozed off. Those are daydreams. There are false awakening dreams where you have the perception that you're awake. Maybe you, you, you perceive you're getting ready for work or something and then you wake up and realize you're still in bed. And then there are nightmares. Those are intense, negative, emotional dreams. Now, scientists believe we dream for different reasons. Some believe it is the brain's way of descrambling. That's a good possibility. You know, the Bible even uh, sort of alludes to this in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3. The Bible says, for a dream cometh through the multitude of business. When you're busy, you have a lot of things on your mind. You've been very active. Sometimes it's the brain's way of descrambling. Sometimes we dream because of uh, subconscious memories. Uh, We'll dream of something that occurred maybe 40 years ago. Um, I've done that before, dreamt of back whenever I was in high school playing basketball or, or uh, uh, dreamed that I'm back in the military, uh, those sorts of things. Sometimes we dream more because we've eaten before going to bed. Uh, I guess protein, if you eat uh, pizza and uh, uh, meat, a sandwich, something like that, that will often uh, initiate dreams in the night. Now, most of us dream every night, but we rarely remember our dreams. But it is a scientific fact that our brains are actually more active when we're dreaming than when we are awake. Uh, Many great discoveries have occurred because of dreams. I'll give you two of them. One uh, was the sewing machine. 
A man by the name of Elias Howe had been trying to figure out how to uh, design a, an electric sewing machine, a machine that would be more automatic. And uh, he had a dream that uh, cannibals were uh, threatening to eat him if he did not uh, develop a sewing machine within a certain period of time. And so he woke up. Uh, some of the things he remembered in the dream, he put towards the sewing machine, and that's how it was developed. Another is the structure of the atom. Scientist Niels Bohr had been trying to figure out how the atom works, and he actually dreamed about the planets revolving around the sun, and he figured out, well, that must be how electrons revolve around the nucleus, and so he put his dream to the test and was able to uh, come up with the structure of the atom. Those things were done while dreaming. So there are dreams when we are asleep, and then there are the types of dreams we have when we are aspiring to something. Now, you ask a young child, what do you dream of being when you grow up? Uh, and they may dream of being a superhero or dream of being a professional baseball player or maybe dream of being some sort of entertainer or singer. And then as we get older, we talk about finding our dream home or building our dream home, looking for that dream job, uh, going on that dream vacation or buying that dream car. Uh, and then as you uh, fall in love, you uh, you look for that dream woman or that dream man. Now, unfortunately, from your dream home to your dream man or woman, those dreams can uh, be potential nightmares. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but those things do happen. And we also dream of things we're going to accomplish in life. Uh, we dream to build something. Maybe you have a dream to start a business or a dream to, to earn a degree, and it's something that's really on your mind. You're dreaming of doing that. Those things are great, and we're going to talk more about that in the next message, but that's a, a secular overview of dreams. Let's talk now about a scriptural overview of dreams. The words dream, dreamer, or dreamed appear over 100 times in Scripture. In fact, in Genesis, they appear 33 times, and in the book of Daniel, 27 times. God uses a variety of ways to communicate with human beings, and one of those ways is through dreams, and God especially did this before we had the completed Word of God. In fact, He tells uh, the children of Israel that He's going to speak to His prophets through visions and dreams. Listen to this in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 6. God said, hear now my words, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Now, uh, there seems to be a difference in visions and dreams, and I don't have the time to really develop this other than to say visions seem to occur uh, during awakening times. Um, the Apostle Paul had a vision of heaven. He says he was caught up to the third heaven. Uh, John had a vision while the, on the Isle of Patmos, wrote much of the book of Revelation uh, with, from a vision. Uh, but it seems to be dreams are a little different. Dreams are when uh, people are asleep. So God says, I'm going to speak through visions and through dreams. Now, let's talk about the number of dreams. There are 21 specific dreams recorded in the Bible. Out of those 21 dreams, six of those dreamers were kings. Two of those dreamers were named Joseph, and only one of the dreamers was a female. 
Now, here are the 21. I'm just going to give these and where you can find them. Uh, If you want to go back and review this, listen to the podcast and, and look these up, might be an interesting study. The first dream in the Bible is uh, from King Abimelech in Genesis chapter 20. Uh, God appeared to Abimelech in a dream and warned him to not uh, be intimate with Abraham's wife, Sarah. Abraham had said, she's my sister, but God revealed that Sarah was his wife. And so you have King Abimelech's warning. Then you have Jacob's latter dream of angels ascending and descending uh, into heaven. That's in Genesis 28. And then Jacob's return home in Genesis 31, Laban's warning in Genesis chapter 31. And then what we read this morning in Genesis 37, you have Joseph's grain dream and then Joseph's star dream. And then in Genesis 40, you have the dream of the butler, the butler's branches. And then you have the dream of the baker's baskets in Genesis 40. In Genesis chapter 41, you have Pharaoh's cow's dream and Pharaoh's corn dream. In Judges chapter 7, there is Gideon's barley loaf dream. In 1 Kings chapter 3, there is Solomon's wish dream. When God said, Solomon, I'll give you whatever you desire, Solomon requested wisdom and God gave him much more besides. Then when you get into the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 2, you have Nebuchadnezzar's statue dream. In Daniel chapter 4, there is Nebuchadnezzar's tree dream. In Daniel chapter 7, there is Daniel's four beast dream. That's the last dream you find in the Old Testament. Then as you get into the New Testament, excuse me, in Matthew chapter 1, there is Joseph's confirmation. Remember when Joseph was going to put Mary away privately because she was pregnant with with a baby, and uh, in a dream, he was told that the baby was from God himself, and that was his confirmation. In Matthew chapter 2, you have the wise men's warning to not return to Herod because Herod would seek to kill baby Jesus. Then the 18th dream is the family's escape to Egypt. God warned Joseph, take the family to Egypt. Herod's killing babies. In Matthew chapter 2, the dream to return back to Israel was given to Joseph. And then in Matthew chapter 2 again, a dream was given to Joseph to avoid the Judea area around Jerusalem. That is why Mary and Joseph and Jesus ended up in northern Israel, and Jesus was raised in Nazareth. And then the final dream we have in the Bible is the dream uh, that was uh, given to a female, and that was Pilate's wife, as she warned him in Matthew 27 to not judge Jesus and put him to death. Now, those are the 21 dreams in the Bible. Only two people out of all of the scripture were blessed with interpreting dreams. Those two people were Joseph and Daniel. Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream, remember that, and then Daniel interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream. It's interesting, too, that there is nothing negative about those two men in the Bible, Joseph and Daniel. That's the number of dreams in Scripture. Now, let me share with you the nature of dreams. Throughout Scripture, I mentioned a while ago that God would use dreams to reveal uh, certain things to people. And there's, there are six ways God would use dreams to communicate with people, and uh, you might want to write these down if you think of it. Again, you can refer back to this, listen to the podcast. Number one, God would use dreams to warn people of something. Number two, God would use dreams to convey what would happen in the future. He would let people know. Number three, God would use dreams to reveal a spiritual truth. 
Number four, God would use dreams to confirm a promise that he made. Number five, God would use dreams to offer encouragement to a prophet or to his people. And then number six, God would use dreams to prepare a person to do something. Now, uh, the uh, final thing we're going to look at today, and this, really this is just a foundational message for what uh, we're going to bring in a couple of weeks, I want to answer this question. Does God still communicate using dreams today? Does God still use dreams? Well, the answer is yes and no, all right? And I don't want to be vague, but I want to explain what I mean by that. First of all, we know God, being sovereign and uh, all-powerful and all-knowing, can do anything he wants to. God can communicate through dreams. Now, I have never had God uh, communicate to me in a dream, but God can do that. But we do have a warning about this. God warns us about using and trying to uh, manipulate people by claiming dreams falsely. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 13, and here's the first warning. God says in Deuteronomy chapter 13 and verse 1, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So here's the warning. God says if someone claims to be a prophet or a dreamer, and that prophecy or that dream is something that draws you away from God, don't listen to them. Don't give them any heedance. Don't give them any time uh, if they do that. He warns against that. Unfortunately, as the nation uh, progressed, uh, they also regressed spiritually, and they had prophets who did uh, claim to have dreams from God, but they were leading the people astray spiritually. We read about this in Jeremiah chapter 23. In Jeremiah 23 and verse 25, God says, I have heard what the prophet said that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? They are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. So God says now in Jeremiah, there are false prophets who are leading you astray by claiming to have dreams and some special insight. Now, I would give you a word of warning. If there is a so-called preacher or teacher that claims to be a follower of God, whether it's on a podcast, a radio program, in a book, on the radio, on television, whatever, and they claim to have some uh, inside information from God that you are not uh, able to find for yourself, don't listen to them. The scripture says that the, the Bible is of no private interpretation. They use these things, false teachers do, false preachers, to manipulate people and say, well, God showed me this in a vision or God showed me this in a dream. Now, again, can God do that? Yes, but I would sure match it up with scripture. 
because God warns us of this. And again, he does it in the, the little book of Jude, Jude verse 8. He says, likewise also these filthy dreamers. He's talking about false teachers who claim to have some insight, inside special knowledge from God given to them in a dream or in a vision. He says they defile the flesh, they despise dominions, and speak evil of dignities. So I would be very, very wary, very, very, very cautious about reading the books of or listening to anyone who claims special insight that is not in the Word of God. Uh, I, I, and I'll, I'll give you my opinion on this as well. I think near-death experiences, you have to watch those because people can claim they had a near-death experience. And uh, boy, it may sound legitimate. Books have been written. Movies have been made. And I'm not saying that they're all incorrect, but don't forget that the Bible says that Satan can transform himself into an angel of light and give false hope to someone who is not saved. You and I aren't going to heaven because we saw a light at the end of a tunnel because of a near-death experience. We only are saved and going to heaven because we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's all about repenting of our sins and asking Jesus to save us. That's what uh, allows someone to go to heaven. So God warns of using dreams false. Now, here's the next thing that I, that I want to share with us, is that God will use dreams more frequently prior to his second coming. Now, this is a prophecy given in the book of Joel, chapter 2, and I'll explain this uh, as, we, as we go along. Joel, chapter 2, and verse 28. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come." And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now, here's the prophecy. The prophet Joel says that it will come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That was initiated in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. In fact, I'm not going to turn to this and read it. You can read it for yourself. It's in Acts chapter 2. The apostle Peter makes a statement. He says, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel, referring to the Holy Spirit coming and indwelling believers. Remember there on the day of Pentecost, they spoke with tongues and uh, people were saved. 3,000 were added to the church. So this prophecy was initiated in Acts chapter 2 with the coming of the Holy Spirit, but it will be consummated or completed at the second coming of Christ. You see, when he mentions wonders in the heaven, the earth, and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke, the sun being turned to darkness, the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord, that's not occurred yet, all right? That, that, is not, that will happen in the tribulation period and just before Jesus Christ returns to the earth. So I hope that doesn't confuse you, but what I want you to see as we're talking about dreams, he says, your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions, which implies there will be an end increase in dreams and visions given prior to Jesus' second coming. Now, 
Here's uh, what we need to know. There have been recent reports in the Middle East of people converting to Christianity because of dreams they have had regarding Jesus Christ. In fact, in the secular media doesn't uh, tell us this, but people in places like Gaza and in Iran, even in Israel itself, especially after uh, the atrocities that occurred uh, on October 7th, some Jews are even coming to Christ because they have had dreams of Jesus uh, coming to them, and they have been overwhelmed and convicted and have repented and accepted Jesus as the Messiah. Now, why is that occurring? Well, it's prophesied it's going to occur. The second thing we must realize is that uh, many of these people in the Middle East do not have access to the Word of God. You see, they, they, they're not able to hear programs like this, or maybe since they were a child, they've been indoctrinated with uh, certain th- things regarding their religion. And so it takes something like that to convert them. Now, I'm going to close with this. For us, especially here in America, we don't need dreams and visions to hear from God. Why? Because we have the free and clear access to God's truth through his word. We have that right in front of us. We don't. We don't have that. It's not. There's no need for dreams and visions. I don't need Jesus to appear to uh, tell me that I need to get saved. I have the Word of God for that. Don't wait for a midnight dream to call you to salvation or into service for God. Well, I'll I'll get busy for God when I have a dream about it. No, it's in God's Word. He says, "Get saved and then serve me." It's plain as that. And so we don't need uh, those things. But I thank God that He is using that today, and that is going to increase especially after the rapture of the church, the tribulation period, and before Jesus returns, God will once again use dreams and visions to bring people to him. Now, that finishes today's teaching. Next uh, program, we're going to be uh, talking about dreams some more, and, and I'll share those thoughts with you at that time. Now, as I close the broadcast, don't forget today... Uh, we're honored to have Evangelist Tim Lee at Mount Vernon Baptist Temple. Do your best to come and join us. It's at 10 o'clock. You'll appreciate Brother Tim. Uh, our Both our Mount Vernon and Waltonville churches support his ministry, and uh, you'll get a blessing out of Evangelist Tim Lee today. 10 o'clock at Mount Vernon Baptist Temple. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to being with you again next time. Until then, this is Pastor Tim Reynolds saying may God bless you is my prayer. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.